We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Tuesday afternoon. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV Live presented by Manscaped. CP the Franchise here. On today's show, we're going to talk about Team Canada, man, looking strong as they sweep Group H with a impressive 101-75 to 75 victory over Latvia, moving on to the second round, led by R.J. Barrett and Shea Gilgis Alexander, man. So we're going to talk about it. Rapid Fire Edition on this lunchtime of KFTV Grind Time. So to everybody in the grind, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Let's get into it. All right, man. 101.75 was the final score in this one. Team Canada moving on in the FIBA World Cup in an impressive fashion because the way this game started, Latvia had them on the ropes a little bit. I mean, this Latvian team came out guns blazing, a blistering pace, ball movement all over the place, off ball movement. I mean, they had guys moving, all five guys moving on every single possession. You blink once and you miss a pass or you you miss your guy. They had this Canada defense really scratching their head in terms of how to solve it. They got out the gates hot. They started off hot from three. And before you knew it, Team Canada found themselves in a 12-point hole. But give them credit. They were able to weather the storm in the second quarter and the closing minutes, final four minutes or so. RJ and Shea Gilgis-Alexander really got the guys in order. And Canada ultimately took a one-point lead. And that was all she wrote, because in the second half, they blew the doors off this Latvian team, kicked off by a 10-0 run in the third quarter to open it up. The pace slowed down tremendously. Canada's defense really took over from there, and they got some timely scoring. Shea goes this Alexander, brilliant. 
with 16 points in the third quarter. It always seems like, you know, when Team Canada gets in their scoring funks or their scoring ruts, SGA just knows when to turn it up. Cook in his isolation offense operating out of the mid-range, and he just takes over. He becomes the best player on the court, and you have no answers for him. But shout-out to RJ, man. 22 points for RJ Barrett on 9 of 14 shooting, 4 of 6 from downtown. RJ was strong to primarily just as a finisher in this game. Just, just taking what the defense gave him and was able to knock down his shots, found some efficiency from the field, and was the second-best player on the team. So shout-out to RJ. Good job by RJ Barrett. 22 points, 5 rebounds for RJ. Once again, 9 of 14 from the field, 4 of 6 from downtown. If he knocks down his threes, he's coming close to a 30-burger. He went 0 for 4 from the for free throw. Sorry, if he knocks down his free throws, he comes close to a 30-burger. missed... Four free throws, 0 for 4 from the charity stripe. So all he had to do was knock a couple of those down, and he's getting closer to 30 in this game. He had 15 points from Kelly Olynyk, six rebounds, four assists. And I, I like Olynyk, man. I like his game. He's, he's one of the players that I wanted the Knicks to get prior to them getting Hartenstein, a floor spacer, a good passer, tough, gritty, smart. Kelly Olynyk is still... A major, major component of this Team Canada t- offense and defense. So good job by their big three. And as I said, Canada running out of Group H. Group H was at one time set to be the group of death in this World Cup matchup because you had France, a perennial contender in this World Cup. You had Latvia, who going into this thought they had Kristaps Porzingis on their roster, and boy, how, how much stronger would they have been with KP there? Uh, but Lafayette didn't eliminate France, and then you had Lebanon in the group as well. So many had considered that the hardest group in the World Cup, but Canada making it look easy, man, making it look easy, going 3-0. So now they will advance to round two. And remember, round two forms another group. I believe the announcers on the telecast were saying that that group may be comprised of Spain, Canada, either Brazil or Ivory Coast, and another team. We'll see what happens once all these games are completed by tomorrow and see where these guys end up. But for Team Canada, they're looking strong, man. They are looking strong. I mean, even if you look at where they are in the tournament here, stats-wise, I mean, they got one of the best offenses in the whole tournament. Number one in points per game. One of the best three-point shooting teams in the tournament right now, shooting 43, damn near 43% from three. And you're wondering where they were going to get some scoring from, some offense from, missing Jamal Murray. But they've been able to maintain. Their defense has been leading the way, number one. And then offensively, they've just been able to get some timely hoops. But then, again, when you get into trouble, you can give it to your guy, say Gilzis Alexander, and he'll take you home. He's kind of like what Jalen Brunson is to the Knicks. That's Shea Gilgis-Alexander to his OKC team and, and to Team Canada. He's the closer. He's your most trusted, trusted piece to the puzzle. And that's what they do, man. And then you have Olenek. As I said, Olenek, he makes that timely pass. He's very selfless. Well, team Lafayette tried to put him in his own early in this game. Olenek catches the ball, operates out of the middle, as, as most of you good passing bigs would do it against his own, finds the white pal over the top. He's finding guys for three-point shots. Another clutch three-point shooter for this uh, this Team Canada. 
is Nikhil Walker-Alexander, or Nikhil Alexander-Walker, rather. He's going to be relied upon by those guys to hit timely shots. And so you see how they kind of operate in terms of swapping out Alexander Walker for Dylan Brooks if they feel like they need a little bit more scoring punch with that three-guard lineup with SGA and RJ. So Alexander Walker has been able to uh, to, to help them off the bench. And that's that, man. They didn't even need Lou Dort in this game defensively. And they coast 101 to 75. They didn't even need, need Lou Dort. He was our guy, RJ, after the game on Team Canada's win. This is courtesy of Sportsnet. And the reporter was Arash Mandani. Here's RJ after the game. RJ, the first box now checked, winning the group stage for the first time ever. What changed in that second half for this team to really ignite? Uh, I think first the change in the second quarter, we were able to fight back, you know, come and, and take the lead um, at halftime. And then in the second second quarter, we just, third quarter, we just said we needed to, like, you know, deliver the first blow. I mean, they, they got us at the beginning of the game, so we wanted to come out um, just with energy and toughness. What you learn from about this team, about facing adversity really for the first time in this tournament? Yeah, I mean, uh, just about this group, we got to start a lot better. You know, we, we learned that um, we might not be able to, to afford a 11-point deficit in some of these other games, so um, just... But just credit to us, we, we stuck together, coach challenged us, and uh, we got it done. I was going to ask you about the challenging part. Yeah. What happened in that locker room at the half? Uh, it started it started from before that, and uh, just us being able to, to regroup in the middle of the game, not even wait till halftime, was, uh, you know, it was pretty impressive to see. Shea goes off for 16 in the third. When he gets going the way he does, what does that mean for this team? He seems to do that a lot. Um, but no, when, when he gets going like that, we, we normally you know blow the game out the water. Um, he's obviously a special player, and we're going to need him. You finding your rhythm too now? For sure. You know, uh, last couple games have been a, a lot better for me, so uh, just trying to continue to do that. I got to make some free throws, though. Got to make your free throws. That was R.J. Barrett after Team Canada's 101-75 to victory. Moving on to the second round in the FIBA World Cup. That's a good job. Good job by R.J., man. Found some efficiency there. Averaging 14, 4, and 3 in this tournament. Or is this in this event? Let's see. Yeah, just about, uh, just about 14. Yeah, 14. Averaging 14, 4, and 3 in the tournament so far through three games. And we'll see how Team Canada looks going forward. But so far, so good for this team. 3-0. Moving on. And boy, oh boy, what would this Team Canada look like at full strength? What if they had Jamal Murray starting at the in the backcourt with, with, uh, with SGA and RJ? What if they had Andrew Wiggins? To add to their wing defense. How about Benedict Matherin, uh, Andrew Nebhard? I mean, man, Team Canada full strength. Hopefully, if they do make the Olympics, which you hope they do, teams team's looking pretty ferocious, man. If, if they come in there full strength in 2024 in Paris, it's going to be a tough team. But right now, uh, they, they have the right balance of offense and defense to get it done in the tournament. As I said, points per game, they're one of the best offenses in the tournament right now. Rebounds, which is very important. Rebounds, they're up there. They're top five. Top five in rebounds per game. Boy, look at number one, Lithuania. Remember, I talked about Lithuania. They got Valanciunas and those boys. That's going to be a problem for both USA and Canada, whoever should see Lithuania first. 
because they get after it on the boards. And so both teams will be tested if they see them. But yeah, Canada's right there, man. Right there. They don't have many defensive statistics here, but I got to think their defense is, is up there also. I mean, number two in steals per game. They're right there, man. They're right there. USA leads it in blocks. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. leading the way. Canada, not so much. Yeah, they don't have any dis- uh, defensive statistics here for FIBA. But Canada looking strong, man. Uh, look, looking strong. So, so to everybody in the chat, once again, man, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Who we got in the chat? We got Junior Karoma. Oh, he's starting the, uh, the Star J propaganda. Eric Garcia, Franchise Channel member, says uh, FIBA ain't no light work. International competition is real deal, and they let them play tough over there. Yeah, it's a tough and physical game, man. This is not a cakewalk. This is not a cakewalk. And and Canada had a tough time slowing down this uh, this high-octane Latvian offense. They were letting it fly early. Shout-out to Billy Bellin. Says if Tibbs decides to put together an offensive strategy, the kid is going to be a beast. Euro De Niro franchise channel members, I was about to say these RJ haters don't seem to like real Knicks fans, don't seem like real Knicks fans to be. Well, you know what? I, I, I was on, if you guys watch that podcast I was on with under no trade clause, that's exactly what we talked about. He's one of the most highly debated players on this Knicks team. Who's more, who's more highly debated? RJ Julius. This is what I had to say on uh on the No Trade Calls podcast in terms of the debate about R.J. Barrett. Here's what I have to say here. Here we go. Salute. What are some of your overarching thoughts here currently when it comes to R.J.? R.J.'s inconsistency is what creates that polarizing dynamic and that debate amongst fans because in one exhibition, you'll see him drop 30. And then on a day where they're playing France and he goes one for 10 from the field, Mm -hmm. the naysayers saying, I told you he's not the guy. That's the conundrum with R.J. Barrett. Regular season, he had some brutal stretches on both ends. Defensively, he was very porous. Offensively, highly inefficient. Still not able to finish at the rim, not able to knock it down from three. But in the playoffs, he seemed to find it. Found some consistency, I would say, from the middle of game two of the Cavs series up until about that elimination game against the Miami Heat. He had been pretty good on both sides of the ball, and he had also been passing well. But for R.J. Barrett, if he's not going to be an efficient shooter or find somewhere in the mid-range that he can rely on, he's going to have tough nights. Because one of the things that he attributed his exhibition success in the FIBA game to was the fact that the paint was wide open. Well, with the Knicks, he's not going to have that. Mitchell Robinson right. not going to space the floor for you. Julius Randle might not space the floor as much for you. So there's going to be many a nights where he's trying to get points in a crowded field. And sometimes with R.J. Barrett, when he doesn't have an intermediate go-to move, it can seem a bit forced. It can. All right, so make sure you guys check that out on the No Trade Clause podcast. It's also up on Knicks Fan TV as well. So there it is. As we see in the chat right now, you have your RJ fans and your RJ deniers. You have your RJ truthers and and people that don't believe. Look, I say give him more time. I think he's a fine role player for the Knicks right now. Has his ceiling been defined? A lot of you think so. I don't. We'll we'll see what happens if he finds something in the intermediary, if he gets more consistent or more efficient rather than consistent. We'll we'll see what happens, man. But we'll we'll see what happens. But certainly a good showing today 
in their win against Latvia. My two senses. RJ's not alpha enough for some. Amin was right. He benefits from systems. Yeah, Amin, shout out my guy Amin El Hassan. We had a great show with him. Uh, he had some good points there. You know, is it is it more beneficial? <clears throat> is is RJ better suited in a situation where he's he's got specific plays run for him and not more of a freestyle in terms of how the read and react offense goes with, with Tom Thibodeau? Maybe. We'll see. We'll end in the chat says, how are Fournier and France doing? They are out. Even though they won today, they beat Lebanon. They're out of the tournament. They lost to Canada, and, and they lost to Latvia in a close one, and so they're out. Fournier and those boys are going home after this. They will not be advancing to the second round. It will be France. It will be Latvia advancing to the second round. My uh, Jamaica Queen 22 says, all I know is he was our best guy in the playoffs and he's right now the number two for Canada. Yeah. RJ was solid in the playoffs, man. Now game six, you were, you were hoping for something a little bit better against Miami, but here's what it is. We got a new season started. The old season, that last year stuff is last year. We got a new season upon us. It is August 29th. We're damn near two months away from the start of the next regular season. So we got to move forward. Year five. We're on year five. Year four was year four. It's gone. It's finished. Shout out to Will from LI in the building. Shout out to Will. But for now, RJ and the boys are moving on, man. Like I said, I, I would love to see this Team Canada at full squad for the Olympics. Full squad uh, of their NBA guys. Pretty filthy, man. E.L. Perez says he's going to be better than Barnes. Yeah, I mean, liking him to Barnes. You guys should watch that. Definitely go watch it. I'm going to put it up on Knicks Fan TV uh, this week as well, the, the interview with Amin El Hassan. We had a great show with him. He likened RJ to maybe a better Harrison Barnes. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Who else we got in the chat? Will ends his look at how long it took Wiggins to get better. Dude was sucking with the Timberwolves, but once he got to the Warriors, he got away better. People don't realize it takes longer for some to improve. Well, for Wiggins, it could have been just a... For Wiggins, it's it's more he settled into the right role for him. He, he Maybe he was miscast with the Timberwolves, with the pressures of a forming as a number one pick, when in reality, you're more a number three guy. And... And it certainly helps to play with three of the best to ever play the game. You can sit right there and be pretty. Do your job. Show up on the defensive end. And anything you give them offensively is a bonus. Because you're already relying on Steph, Clay, Poole when he was on the team, Draymond to generate that offense. So Wiggins could be Wiggins. He, he found the role that was right for him and the right team. Fit, fit goes a long way, man, for a lot of these guys in their career. But you're right. Also took some maturing and growing up as well. I agree with that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Christian Midfoot, salute. Eric Garcia showed in the offseason he has another level. Wolf from LI, happy to hear RJ bounce back game. Yep, 9 for 14 from the field, 4 or 6 from downtown, 22 points, 5 boards. There you go. So, let's, uh, let's tap in with Team USA, see where they're at. They finish up tomorrow against Jordan. And uh, what are they saying? What are they saying? Rondé House Jefferson is is uh, Kobe Bryant reincarnated. There's something what's going on with that? Guy stinks. Uh, Craig V36, salute to Craig. Consistency is the name of the game for RJ Unleashed Grimes. Will says, do you think RJ will ever make an all-defensive team? Oh, that would be great for the Knicks. He's got a long way to go for that. That would be great for the Knicks. That would be great for the Knicks, absolutely. Eric says postseason. Okay, yeah, he showed what he can do in the postseason. That's fair. Against against two tough defenses. Give him credit for that. Against two tough defenses, RJ was uh, relatively solid for the Knicks. Yeah, USA is playing at 4.30 in the morning against Jordan. I mean, it's a game they don't even need, so I won't be up live watching that, but we will recap during the lunchtime matinee edition of KFTV, man. If you guys are out there on the grind, throw a hashtag grind in the chat for those of you watching right now on your lunch break. Will Antenna Super Chat says, you do have a point with Wiggins being in the right role. That is why a part of me is happy for Obi going to the Pacers. Him and Tibbs are butting heads way too much. Yeah, the Obi situation was a mutual decision by both parties. Obi's camp wanted more exposure, more playing time for him. For his professional career, for his financial benefit, for sure. Go somewhere where you don't necessarily have to, where, where, where your, your role and your minutes aren't just defined before you even start training camp. You know, with the Pacers, he has a chance to show Carlisle that he can be the starting four. He can have a prominent role with this team. Pacers are a rebuilding team. So he has that opportunity to show himself. And for the Knicks, that just wasn't Tibbs' philosophy. It just wasn't his style for better, for worse. And so the two sides had to move on. So I'm very curious to see how Obi operates with this high-octane pacer offense with Halliburton. I think Obi's going to have a solid year for them. I think Obi will be solid. Nelson Blake on the grind. Salute to Wilson. Nelson Will on the grind. Salute organic Nick Fanatics. Chief C. Corey Mitchell, King Ribby, salute. Canada versus USA. Could that be on the way? It doesn't seem like they're going to be in the same group, which means if they do meet, it'll be in one of those knockout rounds, which will be must-see TV, absolutely. 
But it doesn't seem like they're going to be matched up in the same second round group. Richard Miranda says, what up? Watching a little bit from work. <laughs> Richard sneaking away, man, to watch. Salute to Richard. He's always in here. Dimitri, home rehabbing from an ACL tear, man. Damn. Speedy recovery to you, my man. I feel your pain, you know? I just hooped in that basketball game under under Coach Johnny Bryan's tutelage. And, and I thank the basketball gods every day that I made it out of there with my ligaments and limbs intact. Took a risk. Took a risk. Right, what else we got in there? Jason Arevalo says, hashtag home. Salute to Jason. He's chilling. He said he's not working. Working for the birds. He's chilling. Okay. Who else we got in the chat? Francisco asks, should they try RJ to play the small the shooting guard position rather than the small forward? I don't think so. You're not going to move Grimes for that. A more steady foot at, at, on the defensive end at the two. One of the things when you're watching in this tournament with RJ, because they run with uh, the three guards set with, with Brooks and RJ and SGA, sometimes RJ's out there against a very speedy guard. Very speedy guard. Sometimes it's the point guard or or more fleet of foot shooting guard. Now, tonight he was pretty good. Tonight he was pretty good defensively. I, I didn't really have an issue. You know, he's, he was pretty good defensively. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that that uh, Team Canada was able to do, they were able to slow down this kid, Artur's Zagars. I believe he got drafted in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. I got to double-check that. But this kid, 23 years old, man, he was putting on a little bit of a show in the first half, that's for sure. He was putting on a little bit of a show. He seems to be a rising star with the Latvian group. But, yeah, overall, that, that Latvian offense was moving and grooving early, man. They were getting busy on Team Canada. They were letting her fly from three. Super fast pace. Scrapping on defense. Put them in the zone early. Had them flustered. And then from basically like the final four minutes of the second quarter through the end of the game, that was pretty much it. Final four minutes of the, of the second and the whole third, that was it. Canada just destroyed them, absolutely destroyed them, and slowed them down tremendously. I, I think Lafayette got a little gassed because they, they put it all on the line in that first half. Their crowd was behind them. They had the crowd. Porzingis was in the crowd in his suit. And so they definitely tried to get gain a little bit of an edge and momentum. But like I said, SGA, like our guy Jalen Brunson, he's the ultimate momentum killer, man. When his team needs a bucket, when things slow down, defense is keying in on us, guys are in a rut, give it to SGA, let him make a play, and nine times out of ten, he's going to deliver. Earl Thomas in a board meeting watching, pretending to be reading emails. Salute to Earl. He's got the tablet or the laptop open, and he's tapping in. He's, he's got his priorities in order, man. You catch up, you you, you, t- you you tell the other people, send me the highlights. You know, send me send me the highlights of the beating, man. We, we got to tap in and see what goes, what's going on with RJ and stuff. 
You know? Salute to Earl. My two cents. Um, says, thoughts on Giannis. Nixon Lakers were mentioned by Mark Stein. The Lakers had Costas as a two-way player. Knicks made a run at Tenacious. Any shot? Yeah, ten- Tenacious is, is like, you know, oh, I, I was about to be on the Knicks, bro. We don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. You know, he, he's all excited that, like, the, the Knicks were hot after him to be the next Theo Pinson. Like, bro, come on, man. It, it's... It is what it is. As far as Giannis, and we we talked about this a great deal on the the show yesterday with Amin El Hassan. If you guys missed it, definitely tap in on the NBA report. If not, we will absolutely have it up on Knicks Fan TV this week. We're going to take Sunday off, our usual Knicks weekly slot. Um... And and we're going to, you know, Labor Day weekend, so we'll replay the Amin interview. But... Look, he has he has a legit concern with the organization. As the number one player, he should be putting their feet to the fire to say, look, everybody's got to be on board. It's a great negotiating tactic. No, no star, no, no A guy, A A1 guy, alpha guy on a team before he's ready to sign the contract. He's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm all in. I love this team. I'm gonna sign whatever. No. You say, we'll see. We might play the market. I got to see where their commitment level is, and then I'll decide. So he's right. You got between Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, you got all guys over 30. For Drew Holiday, where's his commitment level at? He's talking about potentially retiring. So where is he at mentally? Although a great player, still a great player on top of his game. Where is he at mentally committed to his his contract? He's got a player option after this season. Is he going to renew? Is he going to renew and extend for a longer period at lower average annual value so that the, the Bucks could have some wiggle room in terms of spending and free agency and making trades? We'll have to see about that. Brook Lopez is getting old. They've still got a, a good, say, two for sure, maybe three-year window with that core. Health is going to be at the utmost importance. It wasn't on their side last year. Even though when he did come back against the Heat, played three playoff games against the Heat and didn't show up. Closing game, he was abysmal. Year before that, it was Middleton's injury against the Celtics that I thought cost the Bucs another one because I thought had they gone up against Golden State fully healthy, I thought the Bucs would have won the championship two years ago. That was my team to win the championship two years ago. But the Middleton injury cost them against the Celtics. So they still have about two, two or three more years. And we'll have to see. I I find it hard to believe that this Milwaukee team is going to get lucky again and put another championship core around Giannis. Very few superstars get two separate runs at it unless their 1B guy is in his prime as well, like a Jordan Pippen situation where they ran off the two separate dynasties. Kobe was able to do it two separate D-Wade was able to do it, but that's a lot of luck, man. It's a lot of luck. So I I just don't know how Milwaukee, after this window closes, I'm just not sure how they go about getting another one. But we're we're far away from away. As far as Mark Stein, he's he's throwing the Knicks, he's throwing the Lakers out there. Anybody can say that, man. Anybody can say that. That's pretty obvious, you know, 
you, you look at what the Knicks have at their disposal right now, how they're positioned in terms of the draft capital, in terms of the young players. Anybody can throw out there for any guy and say the Knicks will be interested or, or you could expect the Knicks to be interested. That's it. That is it. So is there any legs to that? Why wouldn't it be? He's one of the best players in the league. <laughs> Even if he had no sources, he'd be pretty hot after it. You know, even if he had no sources, it, it, it would still be a valid take. So we'll just have to wait and see. I think we're a long way away from there. I would have to think that you'll have the Embiid sweepstakes is still primary target or, or the primary concern for the Knicks as you take a look at what's going on in Philadelphia. And then maybe Giannis, you know, maybe. Never, never say never. But, yeah, I mean, to throw out the Knicks and and uh, the Lakers, I mean, boy, you're not really uh, <laughs> you're not really going out on a, on a limb with that one. So that's that. So to everybody in the chat, man, uh, I got the Discord open if anybody wants to call in during the lunch break. It's up to you guys. We'll also be back on later tonight at 930 we wrap up our season review series and talk about Dante DiVincenzo. And we're going to talk about that with a Warriors insider who, who, uh, who watched DiVincenzo at length this season. So that'll be a good episode. That'll be tonight at 930. Next weekly, Tuesday edition of Next Week Weekly will be tonight at 930. So that's that. Who else we got in here in the chat? Who else we got in the chat? Salute my two cents. Says truth. Reporters often ask their sources what teams they want thrown out there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily look too far into that. I, I really wouldn't. If Giannis becomes available, the whole league will be after him. You can you can bet that. Okay. So to Cameron Goldberg, Will Latimer, my guy Will in the building. Will, what's good? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well, man. All right. So, great show, everybody. As I said, tap in with us 9.30 p.m. Eastern time today, Tuesday, as we uh, wrap up our season review series on next weekly. We'll talk, tap, tap in. On Dante DiVincenzo's season with the with the Warriors and what to look forward to with the Knicks. Remember, guys, to salute our sponsors, man. Salute to Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. You can't beat it, man. They got the lawnmower 4.0, the performance package 4.0. Definitely tap in on that. And they got the new handyman. The close to the skin shaver. And they said, I can't even get one because they're on back order. So the handyman is supposedly a hot item right now for Manscaped. They also got the beard hatcher kit. So they literally have everything that you need, fellas. So there's no reason as you guys are tapping into to your red pill content, your, your high value man content. You got to support yourself, invest in yourself. And that is with the number one men's grooming tool 
Now above the waist and below the waist, that is Manscaped. Manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Remember that to show, no testimonials, organic Nick Fanatics, no testimonials. Or trust, we know it's a good product. Remember that this show's available in audio podcast format, all the major podcast platforms. But a salute to the replay gang if you guys are catching this after the live. And salute to everybody on Team Hashtag Grind, man. Enjoy the second half of your day and enjoy your evening. We'll see you guys tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's go. Tap in. Peace.